Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent, controversial, groundbreaking. The great liberators are coming. Hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the great liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Hey, how's everyone doing out there? This is your host, Amiri Brown, host of the Great Liberators Radio Show. Um, you know, was, we've we've been on a bit of a sabbatical a hiatus from Blog Talk, um, and we haven't been doing many streams on, you know, on our YouTube channel. And there there's a reason for that. Um, my YouTube page has a strike against it. You know, some of the the sisters from the from the bitter brigade, <laughs> you know, they flagged my channel, so I, I I won't be able to start doing live streams on my channel again until uh, until April. But you know, the number to call in tonight for the listeners out there is six four six five six four nine eight five eight. That's six four six five six four nine eight five eight. Um, what we're going to be talking about, and I actually have the, the show scheduled for, you know, for a little over an hour, and we'll play that by ear because, to be honest, I'm under the weather. I was in an accident um, Saturday morning. A, a car slammed into the back of me going about 50 miles an hour. So I'm real sore. I'm real stiff. But, it, you know, I'm going to try and get through it. But what we're going to be talking about tonight is the ADOS movement which is the American descendants of slaves. We're going to be talking about the election, the upcoming election in 2020, um, which the thing that we're going to focus on with that is the debacle that has been the Kamala Harris campaign and the Cory Booker campaign. And we're going to be talking about reparations. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think that reparations is something that we deserve, that's needed? And if it is, what do you think should be the reparations package? Should it be money? Should it be education? Should it be land allotments, grants, things of that nature? What do you guys think should be the format for for the reparations packages that we will get? Um, I believe we have a call on the line. Uh, if if you, if you want to say something, press one, and that'll let me know if you if you want to if you have a, a question or a comment. Um, if, if, that's going to let me know if you have a question or a comment. But yeah, like I was saying, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to actually get chaos rain in. Let me bring this call on. Let me see if they have a question or a comment. I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting to get chaos rain on because he's going to be uh, co-hosting with me tonight. Yeah, caller. Call, are you there? Call, are you there? Okay, I guess they didn't want to say anything. I'll put them back in the queue. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. Talking about tonight is uh, the ABOS movement, election 2020, and, and reparations. And look, I'm a big proponent of the ABOS movement. Um, there is no other uh, struggle that is akin to the struggle of. African Americans in America and, and what they've been through. 
Um, it's a very unique and specific plight that we face and that and that we endure. It's more than just being being black per se or being of African descent. It is the American ex- experience. And the fact is, is that Negroes in America are the most American group. We fought in every major military conflict this country has had and will have. So our roots are embedded in the very foundation and the bedrock of American life. Many of the inventions that helped to make America the staple of industrialization um, over the last century and a half were were had by by brothers, by um, you know, by black men. People like Garrett Morgan, who invented, you know, the refrigerator the refrigerator, uh, who invented um uh, traffic lights, who invented gas masks, all these contributions that that black men have made to American life, to the American apparatus that has helped to make it what it is. So the blood, sweat, and the tears of our ancestors as, as, as Americans are a part of America. It's in the foundation of America. Without African Americans, there is no America. Without uh, the black contribution, there is no America. And so there's nothing wrong or nothing divisive about us staking claim to what should be specifically for us and our descendants. See? Because we have a very unique connection and experience with with this country. And this is something I have, I have uh, you know, brought to sisters to task about when they say when they make statements like black men haven't built or aren't building. What the hell are y'all talking about? Black men built this country. They built this country when they were shipped to fight in the Korean War. When World War One, World War Two in the European theater, brothers were over there fighting and dying for this country. For America to be what it is, for America to take that next leap of being a global superpower. Brothers were doing that and then had to come back home and be treated as second-class citizens, to be treated as less than men, to be treated as as less than human. So what are you talking about brothers haven't built? That is a trope. That is a trope. And, And not only is it a trope, but it is also the height of disrespectfulness because if it wasn't for brothers making those sacrifices, doing what was necessary, doing what needed to be done at those times, there would not be an American ap- American apparatus for quote-unquote black girl magic to even exist and function. This is the reality. This is the history as we know it. So the ADOS movement, I believe, is a good thing. And immigrants are just going to have to get in line, Im- immigrant groups including other black immigrant groups, whether we're talking about from Haiti, whether we're talking about from the Caribbean, whether we're talking about from from uh, from Europe or whatever the case is, even from Africa. Now, while it's true that globally black people and those of African descent have been subjugated to a system of oppression under racism and white supremacy, it's something I've also always stated is that white supremacy and racism is not monolithic. It is It is the idea of a of a you know racial monolith, but it is still diverse, and it still has different factions and different 
you know, different operations and different functions. So no one is saying that those groups don't deserve some type of reparation, but when we're, when we're talking about America, what America specifically owes the descendants of slaves, that is a uniquely American experience and idea. Um, I actually have uh, my co-host right here, Chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chaos. Good here. evening. Good evening, Mary Brown. How are you doing? And thank you I'm for having right, me man. on the great, great, great liberators again. It's been such a long time since we chat here on the radio airwaves. So much things have happened <clears throat> in the beginning of this year, especially going on. And the ADUSS, this has been a talk now and been brought and created now for what, since the end of January, I believe, um, Amiri? Mm-hmm. Okay. Since, since the end of January, going on to the month of February. Well, one other thing I want to tell people, um, today is our good elder that um, transitioned. Now, Kali Abdul Muhammad, this is his death day. Um, right. It's now been now pushing on 18 years now since he's been off this earth. And imagine if the man was still alive to hear these talks now and see how black people are still baffled and not thinking of how to piece this together, how we can get this package together. He'll be shaking right now in his head. He's ashamed right now. But um, right. one thing, the importance of me calling and my take on it, is it's a good idea. The only issues I have mm-hmm. with it is how collect up that this message should be pushed as far as put as far as it can be pushed throughout every state in America where there's black people. And every black person mm-hmm. has to get wind of this ADS movement. They must consolidate and think of an actual plan. What we want. Uh, this right. reparations. This is mm-hmm. going to be the biggest challenge I will see going on the remainder of 2019, going on 2020. Because as you hear the conversations, I'm married, a lot of big people are talking about now, but they have not consolidated what really we could say as a collective here in America that will work. Right. We hear a lot of politicians talking about that one European woman, I forget her name, says she wanted to package $100 billion in reparations to American blacks mm-hmm. here in this country. That sounds right. okay, but it's not feasible because we all know money is like liquidated. It's, it don't have no value, especially in a fallen empire. So you need to do something more in regards to be serious in regards to repair of African American people in America. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There's more things I, I could say, but go on. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say other things. Right, well, we, we, we got a caller right quick. Let me bring them on. Wait, what in the world just happened? Okay, hold on. I don't know. Why did it do that? Yeah, call for you on. Yeah, what up, man? Uh, shout out to you and shout out to the co-host. I know him. That's the homie from the other show. So shout out to him. Okay. This is Naj right. in Atlanta. What's going on? Okay, I figured this was Naj. Okay. What's up? What's up, brother? Ain't nothing, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> If I'm going to get in on on this, man, like, I, I just want to be up front. So, you know, we make sure we, we, we're talking as black men in a in a correct fashion. So, I... Right. Hey, is this Nas TRS? Nas? Yes, sir. Is that you, Nas? Yes, sir. What up? Oh, yeah, what's up, Nas? I've been here a long time. It's been, yes, it's been the new year and we haven't heard you talk yet, but go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so my thing is this. I have a huge critique about the ABOS movement, but I do okay. understand that, okay... There are some ways that this could go well, but as of right now, I do have a huge critique of it. And to to lay out my critique, I, I'll go into this, give you my bias. 
I'm a Pan-Africanist, mm-hmm. socialist, black nationalist. So those are my politics. Okay. So, of course, my politics is a little different. But right. my problem with the ADOS movement, uh, between Carnell and Tone Talks and everybody, so where the data is good, Tone Talks lays out good good, good, good numbers for what we're talking about. Uh, and as Garrett, uh, right. the, you know, he just said, that, that white woman who came in talking about $100 billion, that's way too little when you're talking about yeah, not only slavery, you're talking about up until modern times. Like, that number is laughable. Uh, the, the great economist Sandy Darity, who's been talking to some ADOS people on social media, some of y'all have been interacting with him. He's the head of the economics mm-hmm. over at Duke, and he's bringing out a reparations book next year. But uh, mm-hmm. he actually came in and chin-checked that lady like, whoa, $100 billion, that's way too little. We do not need outsiders to come in and start trying to create how this should be situated. Nobody else would do right. that, and we shouldn't allow it either. Mm-hmm. Now, now, my problem is we've done this before in that we walked away from international movements and said we're only going to focus on us, and that allowed the worst of American imperialism to continue to go on to attack other black people, make the state stronger, but still it didn't make our argument any stronger because we're dealing with you know, racist white folks as far as getting a reparations bill passed. The work that INCOBRA has done uh, needs to definitely be checked into by the ADOS movement, and, you know, they need to bring those guys in. I know y'all got the event in October, but I think it's October, but those people need to be brought in and look at the work that they've done, what they have, what works, what doesn't work. But I think we're setting ourselves up for a reactionary position to where in 2020, people from the 80 West movement go to these politicians and say, okay, we want reparations. What are the tangibles or what policies do you have for black people? And I'm saying that shouldn't be a question. We shouldn't be going asking them that you go with demands already. This is what we, mm. this is what get, this is what will gain our support. How do you feel right, about I this? Issue? How do you feel about That's the more, you know what I mean? Aggressive, proactive, uh, way of, of dealing with politics, not going to somebody and saying, okay, what's your black agenda? Because that's a good way for politicians to spend some months with their PR people coming up with words that don't mean anything and then rolling mm-hmm. out, you know, <laughs> rolling out some legislation that doesn't actually change anything. So, you know, the, right. those are my critiques with the ADOS movement. Man. I, I, I'm, I'm worried that it may be reactionary. And if people don't get the result they want, they simply, okay, well, we're not going to vote in 2020, and then they go home and the, and the movement starts to splinter and break apart. So can this right. movement be sustainable? And what are I, ideas about international? Because this is a global system. This is not a white American right. system. This is a global system we're dealing with. And, you know, as, as you said it in your preamble when you, when you was laying it out, like, look, we know who we're dealing with. We know who we fight. We know the con- contributions we've made to this raggedy-ass right. empire, which is on its way down. But at the same right. time, that don't mean we shouldn't demand our just due. So, you know. Right, you exactly. All right. Yeah, um, well, let me, ask, let me ask you this. What do you think would be the most feasible way of, of meeting out reparations to, to ADOS? You know, like, what do you think would... Like uh, aside from from money, like say if it, if it's not you know money, what would be some other things that that they could do that would be accept that should be acceptable to um to American descendants of slaves? Yeah, I, I think when you look at reparations that have happened before, it's kind of the similar model. So not only infrastructure mm-hmm. but institutions, but then 
you use your own bloodline and your own genealogy to sue privately. So, like, I think it's the numbers at like eight hundred something uh, or or something some crazy number as far as the Germans to the Jewish descendants of uh, the Holocaust. Now, how that works is mm. they built the electric grid in Israel, uh, the navy. The majority of their infrastructure came from that German money, but then the the, the Jewish people who could prove their descendants who were affected by the Holocaust would sue directly privately, and it would be on the basis of them winning that reparations case. So I see ours as something similar, where you're talking about pre-education, you're talking about institution building from the form of creating our own production facilities, so we're creating our own jobs and the ability to export, import in different, uh, in different uh, I guess you say, rates than what a, a normal U.S. Mm-hmm. citizen would have because you, you'd have tax provisions to where things are either voided or you're, you're not subject to them. Uh, just all, just all of the other different reparation ways that it's played out, because you know the trope, man. They'll play that Dave Chappelle clip and say, oh, they're just going to send everybody a check, and then they're just going to spend it. And it's like, dude, reparations has never worked that way anyway. So you know, right. you know what I mean? It's just a way to try to discount black folks and our legitimate claim, more legitimate than anybody who's ever gotten them. Honestly, exactly. But uh, yes, exactly. But yeah, I would say more more along those lines, man. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I, I agree with you on that. Um, I, I I would say maybe you know, um, land allotments. You're right. Helping to helping helping us to create uh, infrastructure for our communities. You know what I'm saying? Things uh you know things of that nature. Um, but you know, I, I appreciate your call. I appreciate you two cents. Uh, chaos. You have, you want to add anything to what he said, or you you have a question for him? Anything? I mean, um, uh, well, I would say this. Um, like I said, it it could be consolidated to a proper package that is something that we could deal with here in America as black people. You mm-hmm. know, and something that will start the real initial repair. You know and I think most black people that sick and small should think. Big, very big on this, you know. Even with me, I would one of the things I'll throw out to most people that I never think about is the taxes. Um, I think one of the things we're a pair, you're going to, to exempt a, every descent of Africans here in this country of taxes for a century. I was going to say a few generations, but I would say a century is feasible because with all the other programs that put in place, that could really start perpetuates and get us back in competing mode. And start, you know, really change drastically of this country because they said yeah. the economic of this country is very poor already. And so, so one thing you do is you have to start uphill your so-called black man and woman, or what you want to call niggas, you know, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that built this country, and they damn sure is going to maintain it. What you saying? The reason right. why the empire is falling out because they abuse the people that built this motherfucker from the start. Because last time mm. I checked. Since after eight, late 1800s to 1970, we had not only industrialization, but we had the rise of invention. And a lot of inventions started to slow down in the 70s. Black people still invent stuff in this country, but it was not to the quite a number back um, for the first century. You know? Wow. A lot of things in the world um, indulging was created off of the minds of what they like to call niggas. You feel me? So <laughs> oh, as this country yeah. has to see some extra growth, they're going to have to start go back to that. 
Yeah, and the heaviest part about this is, man, when you talk about genocide and you talk about <clears throat> human rights violations, there's no group who has a better case when you're talking about <laughs> all the way from the beginning up until this very hour when you include the, the past 20 years, when you're talking about, you know, the, the prison industrial complex, you're talking about their way of policing, mm-hmm. the unemployment. Uh, what did this country so-called go to war for, taxation without representation? Well, we got to go back, all the way back to the voting rights bill where you can actually say black people who are paying taxes actually had the right to vote. So, you know what I mean? This, this, there's so many layers to this that people who try right. to argue against our case are already ridiculous. And the more important thing is to figure out, okay, what do we actually want? We can't keep saying stuff like tangibles, which is open-ended, and we can't keep going to people and asking what's their black agenda. No, we got to put it in front of them. These are the right. things we that have are to, important right. to us. To you want to secure our vote. You need to uh, speak to these things and let us know what you are going to do and how much political capital you're willing to spend on black Americans because we all know uh, repubs immediately rebuff black people because that ensures the southern crazy white vote, and Democrats wait to the last minute to bring black folks on board so that way they don't scare away the so-called independent white voters. So, you know, we, right. we're caught up in an ugly con game, and we see both sides of it. We know these people. You know, that's, that's absolutely correct. And you know what? You're, you're right now, as now that I think about it, we should have our own package of things that, that will garner our support as a voting block. You know what I'm saying? You're right. We shouldn't just leave this open-ended thing, um, you know, going and asking questions. No, we should have demands. And 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 we and, and matter of fact, when we make those demands, we shouldn't we shouldn't aim low. We should aim very high. You know what I'm saying? We should aim very high. If they want yeah, our vote, yeah. if they want our support, they're gonna have to earn it. They're gonna have to capitulate to those demands. Period. Yeah. Hey, every every other group is able to go ahead. <laughs> Imagine if you paid a lobbyist group some money to go to D.C., and that lobbyist group went to the politicians and said, okay, so what do you got for my group? No, they go right, there exactly with, with detailed plans about what they want, what is acceptable, what is not. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Right. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I appreciate your call, brother. All right, man. Y'all be easy. Yeah, yeah, Cass. He laid out a um, he laid out a, a good point. That's a good point, man. We have to have our own package for what will garner uh, the support of Black people as a voting block. You know what I'm saying? The ADOS movement has mm-hmm. to have clearly defined, um, you know, terms, standards uh, of what would be acceptable that would would garner, um, you know, garner our support. And and you know, within this wheelhouse, and it's something that he mentioned. And that is, you know, this upcoming election cycle. And one thing that I have been encouraged by is how politically astute black people are becoming when it comes to, you know, the con game of of modern politics, where there's Mm -hmm. a lot of identity politics that's being played. And this has been more prevalent um, and more pronounced with the the campaign of Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, but especially Kamala Harris. I mean, just her her lowbrow pandering to black society and quote unquote black culture um, has been, you know, it's been a train wreck. Um, when she first came out 
what what was that the, the, the debacle she had? I forgot what it was, but she she um I think she made some comments and she mentioned she was talking about a tribe called Quest and she was like, "Ain't that right? Ain't that right, Five Dog?" <laughs> Not you know clearly unaware that this brother has has been you know with the ancestors I think for two years now, two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, she she clearly appears out of touch with you know with black people with black society. She's mm-hmm. even though she even though you know she could pass for black. She's not someone who is black. She doesn't you know come from black culture. I believe her mother is a is an Indian, an East Indian, and her father is um I believe a, a mulatto uh, a, you know from the mulatto class of Jamaicans. So mm-hmm. she isn't. And like she doesn't represent the black mainstream, you know what I'm saying, of black society, of black culture. And not only that, I mean, like we have a record to go by of her time as district attorney in in California, and yeah. you know she was not a friend to to black men, you know what I'm saying. I think she, I think she even mm. like broke records for for her incarceration of black males. Um, she handled the Oscar Grant. I think that was Oscar, the brother Oscar Grant. She handled that case and she treated those those white race soldiers with kid gloves in their, you know, extrajudicious um, killing of, of Oscar Grant, which was tantamount to an assassination. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and this idea that Democrats have, you know, have right now where they can, you know, buy into the black vote by, you know, acting black. You know what I'm saying? This was something that we saw with Hillary Clinton. I think cause, because they asked Hillary Clinton what's one thing she she keeps in her purse at all times, and she and she had the, she had the audacity <laughs> to say hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why would you even yep. think that that would be something that is that is acceptable? And and the, and the truth is, at times past, this type of um of political gamesmanship worked on black people. Like when we, you know, Bill Clinton had the moniker for the first black on black president, you know what I'm saying? Cause he could play the saxophone and cause he apparently one time or at one time he smoked weed. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. what, I, what I'm encouraged by is how politically astute we are becoming. I think a lot of that has to do with social media. It has a lot to do with Facebook, with platforms like blog talk that mm-hmm. gives, you know, the voices of everyday people. Um, gives them a voice, you know what I'm saying? Gives them a platform to share ideas and to share thoughts, and it's something that is that's catching on. And that is the idea of Tangibles 2020. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Cory Booker is another one, and and you know, uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker were both on the <laughs> Breakfast Club, and they were asked specifically about, you know, a black agenda. And soon as they were asked that question, they went into the whole benign mode where. They they want to just make the black struggle a part of just the everyday political hodgepodge. No, we have specific and unique challenges as black people, and so because of that, we need specific and unique, uh, you know, policies that help and affect us. Why is that every other group within this, I you know, identity politic hustle uh, function? Why is it that every other group is able to advocate specifically for their causes, whether it's the LGBTQ community, whether it's women, whether it's Jewish Americans. They have an entire lobby called the APAC, which is specifically mm-hmm. for Jew, for Jews, for Jewish Americans. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They have the Anti-Defamation League, all these different things. But then when it comes to, to black people, we're told, no, you just get in line, and then some of this is going to trickle, trickle down to you. We're told that a rising tide lifts all boats. Well, we haven't had a boat. We haven't had a boat. A rising tide may lift all, may lift all boats, but at the same time, it's going to drown those without a boat. And black Americans have not had a boat. And it's not because, it's not from a lack of trying. It's not because we're lazy. It's not because we're shiftless. It's not because we're criminal. It's not because we're degenerate. It's because we have been systematically excluded from the boat-giving portion of the American government. That's why we haven't had a boat. So a rising tide is not going to lift our boats. We need a boat. We need a ship. That's what we need. But yet, we're told that the Democrats are our friends because well, they're not racist like the conservatives. They're not racist like the Republicans. Yet you refuse to, to specifically address our issues and constantly want to put us to the back burner of this quote-unquote coalition. Even the Mexicans, even illegal immigrants, illegal, illegal immigrants are treated as a specific cause in the democratic platform, but when it comes to black people, we're told, no, you wait. We're told, no, you get in line. How is you getting comprehensive immigration reform passed for illegal immigrants? How is that going to benefit black people? How is that going to benefit uh, someone, in the, uh, a black child in the ghetto who doesn't have access to education, who doesn't have access to, to, to health care, who doesn't have a pot to piss in order to throw it out of? Mm-hmm. And this is what we've constantly been handed by the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that we need to do within the, the, the wake of this social awareness that is, that, that is prevalent right now, we need to form our own political party and just mm-hmm. divest from the, the, the two-party system because it's, it's, a, it's apparent and it's obvious that neither one of them has our best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are I, we, we're using a black face as a mascot for their other causes. This is what they have continuously done. And so no more. We're, 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 not, going to be, we're not going to be your mascots any longer. And it does, I don't care if Trump gets another, another shot at the White House. I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything to offer me, that specifically and uniquely for me and for my situation and my condition, then I, I'm not going to vote. Period. Mm-hmm. What were you about to say, Chaos? I'm saying, I mean, I was interrupting. Uh, I was saying that, um, that a lot of them, they always were, in their mind, they already confirmed they're not one, they don't want to deal with so called American blacks in this country mm-hmm. for the last, was it, year or two? And I'm. Right. Went for office was it two years ago now, maybe three. Mm-hmm. They said they already they they already convinced that they're done with black people, you know, the right. Democrats. Mm-hmm. I need I need somebody to find me that tape of them saying that or find something around that. Even if they say they're done with black people, it's it's irrelevant because they have not proven their value for over fifty years. So since black people started to jump from Republicans, which really United States was always found a Republican and jump on Democrat side. They didn't do no good to black people anyway. So for them to say they're going to cater to non-black people like Mexicans and all that stuff, it shows you where you stand. <clears throat> and these so-called little blacks right. or these hybrids, mulattoes that's in these positions of 
politics, they, they, their time is very slim as well. Because the more you don't have your people in, in a certain position of power, besides you are selected a few, your power diminishes within time. Because now somebody mm-hmm. else with the numbers and the support was going to take you out of that little spot of power, that little falsification of power you have, which a lot of black right. people are in these positions of power. And what's going to happen to them, they're going to be slowly pushed out. Even if you have a little right. black key, it won't be enough for you to be in those positions of seat of power. Because you were not good with you mm-hmm. start. You never did good. Right. Most most women that in these positions have the purse and the money to really change the effects of black Americans entirely. But they right. they don't do it. They refuse because, like nature, they like to nest. That's why they put in those positions of power because in their little so-called nature, they want to nest and sit there. Right, because they're not, they're not going to challenge the status quo. They're, they're not, not going to, not going to challenge the status quo. But go ahead. I, let, me, let me keep it real. I want to ask any woman that's on this line, which will be fine? And I want you to name me at least 10 has challenged the established status quo in politics. Just 10. I don't want one two. That's too small because it's more of y'all in politics. Name me 10. I'll wait. If not, that tells me what you're doing is only for your self-betterment because you're selfish and you don't give a fuck about not only black women, black men, but you don't give a fuck about black children. And that's the most dangerous thing all because... But see, that's the point. That's that's part of it, uh, chaos. Because these sisters will sit up there and tell you what what brothers need to be doing for them as, as men. You know what I'm saying? But then they'll turn right around and delineate and demarcate uh, a a a solely black female worldview, which excludes black men and excludes black children. It's supposed to be about mm-hmm. the family and know the interest of one portion of that of the family does not precede the entire group does not does not precede the family so a woman's right is not more important than the rights of the collective group it does not come before the group mm-hmm. see but this is this is the ideology and the mindset that many of these sisters have have adopted and bought into and this is why many of them are comfortable with nesting in the environment of white supremacy and capitulating to white male yep. dominance in an in an effort to avert black male dominance, they, right? Yep. They are compliant okay. and they are complicit. Just like Very this lady, this lady Simone Sanders, she she made a comment talking about black men giving their opinions on Kamala Harris. Let's make one thing perfectly clear here: black men do not need the permission of black women to voice Fair. their opinion or or to oppose Kamala Harris or any other democratic shield for white supremacy. We don't need your Mm -hmm. permission for that. And see, many of these sisters Mm -hmm. have bought into this ideology of them being preeminent and being above and being over black men, being over Mm -hmm. their male counterparts. See, they bought Mm -hmm. into that ideology. Mm -hmm. See, And so when you can be tricked and can be duped into the idea that you are doing good as black women, quote unquote, not realizing and understanding that if black men are doing bad, you're doing good is irrelevant because your male mm-hmm. counterpart is doing bad, period. So they get up into these spaces and then they complain that there aren't any compatible males for them to link, to link up with in these spaces. You think that's by coincidence? 
Mm. You think that's by happenstance? You think that's a mistake? No, that is planned. Your black ass is being used, sis. They are using you to checkmate your men. See, that is where that ideology is born from, where you have the white female. She's in collusion with the white male. Mm-hmm. She's they colluding with the if he does that, her doing good is irrelevant. If her white male counterpart is doing bad. That's common mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. But they constantly want to lecture brothers about the community while they themselves express and demarcate very individualistic and selfish ideas about their, about mm-hmm. their own womanhood. And this is, this, this is why I constantly tell them, you're going to pick with the Mary Brown. You have to pick. You have to make your decision. You have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You can't want to be an individual and be independent and then want to, want to try and tag somebody with, with the, the, the status of the community. It does not work like that. You have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Either we rise mm-hmm. together or we fall together. That's common sense. Mm-hmm. You see, and, and, and this has, this is something that Democrats have been have been very good at doing when it comes to utilizing this idea of uh, of the black woman being you know just excelling and the black male somehow being can't get right. No, these things are engineered through policy. Yep. So they use you. They use you as women. Mm-hmm. They use gender identity politics to drive a wedge mm-hmm. between black men and black women. See? And and, and like mm-hmm. even the idea of you know of black male privilege is born from that. Because let's not act like there aren't ways in which black women being women benefits them as women. There is a such thing as woman privilege. There is a such thing as that as female privilege. Mm-hmm. See, but we never want to have those conversations. We never want to talk about those aspects of, you know, of these issues. See, and so that's that's just where I'm at with it. And this is, and honestly, this is this is, you know, where I've been with it with the Democratic Party. I'm not voting for their fucking asses if they don't if they're not offering something specific for black people. Obama was the last straw. He was a charlatan. They like he wasn't. You know, called the first gay president on the, you know, on the the magazine cover of Time magazine for no reason. There was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. See, there was a reason for that. All this thing with just supporting niggas, you know, supporting Democrats just because because they're black. Nope, that's not going to work. Cory Booker, what agenda do you have specifically for black people? And don't give me that stupid bullshit running around like you were giving Charlemagne the God on, um, you know, on the Breakfast Club. You know, with a rising tide lifts all boats. No more of that bullshit. Because you don't tell illegal, you don't tell Mexicans that. You don't tell the LGBTQ that. You don't tell white women that. You don't tell all these other groups that's a part of this coalition that. You only tell that to us. And and mm-hmm. think we're supposed to accept it. Because you know, you don't want the conservatives to get in there. Ooh, if they get in there, this is gonna happen. You know, the the, the conservative boogeyman. No, man. No more. That's mm-hmm. over. That's DOA. You're going to have to make us an offer. And if you can't do that offer. and you find that impossible to do, well, then fine. Be, get, get, get used to the idea of being 
an irrelevant party when it comes to presidential politics. Mm-hmm. And I put the lion's share of the onus on this with the Congressional Black Caucus. Excuse me, the Congressional Black Caucus. Because mm-hmm. they've fattened themselves on the hogs of, on the hog of white supremacy at the expense of black society. Not really advocating for, advocating for us where it really matters. Whether we're talking about Eliza Cummins, um, uh, what's the other one name? Um, I can't. John Lewis. You know what I'm saying? They've been they've enriched mm-hmm. themselves very well. Charles Charlie Rangel. All these you, you, you know these Democrats, and they haven't really benefited us, benefited us one iota. They've enriched themselves, and they've used their positions to enrich themselves. But when it comes to enhancing the lives of African Americans, they have not done that. They have failed at their job. And they have gotten by too long on the fact that they black and we're black. No more of that. Mm-hmm. No more on it. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Donald Trump winning in, in, uh, in 2020. I, you know, I'm perfectly fine with it. We have a caller. Three one four. I'm gonna bring you on right quick. Yeah, call him. You know, uh, now I supported and voted for Donald Trump. Oh, it's but, yeah, this Mr. Tiaki, right? <laughs> yeah, hang on for a second. But what you said about Elijah Cummins and John Lewis, you're absolutely right. Did you see the latest thing that John Lewis said that they that this country need to permit those caravans to come into the country because it's the law? Well, first place, first of all, the law does not say that as it deals with refugees and asylum seekers. If you want to take a refugee in the United States, you have to apply for that outside of the country. Then once you become in the country, you can seek asylum. I give you an example. You know, these baseball players that come from Cuba, like Adrolis Chaplin and Yashiel Pri, they was playing a game here in the United States. Then they refused to go back to Cuba. They sought asylum once they had the right legal right to come into the country. So he's a lie. And you're absolutely right. Those guys. Right. Now, at one point in time in history, some of the things that they've done was needed. But hell, if some of the things that they've done was needed at a certain point in history back in the past, well, how is it? that those things that was needed in the past are the same damn things that's needed in 2019. Exactly. In other words, they ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's true. You know what? Because much of them, they their positions are predicated upon continuation of the status quo. Because if you have, if you have a marginalized black group, then that, then that means you need you, you, there's a continued avenue needed for the Congressional Black Caucus. You see what I'm saying? Like, they, like that gives them job security, despite the fact that they they aren't doing they aren't doing anything for African Americans. They're they're merely enriching themselves. They they're not supposed to be there forever. If you have right. if you a group a business group like I'm was in mm-hmm. in commercial construction, we had the Associated General Contractors that was a spokesperson for. You know, people in that area, they chose someone amongst their ranks, funded them and sent them to Washington, D.C. to lobby and also to make policy for the industries that they're in. Hell, they didn't stay there all the time. Right. You're right. 
That's absolutely right. And let me tell you something else. This immigration issue, I don't understand why come blacks are not more up in arm with these people just coming into the country. Trump has said right. that if you're here on a work visa, and you know they bring people in on work visa because they have a difficult time of finding somebody within the country that can fill mm-hmm. those positions. I didn't go to Vietnam. Right. I had an occupational deferment because the line of work I was in, it was a shortage of people. So they say, you don't have to go nowhere. So he is saying that once your visa expires, you got to go back home. We're going to train Americans for those jobs. He's mm-hmm. doing away with your competition. Right. Nope. Yeah. It's like we don't, He's reducing we don't business like taxes. Right. So, it's you know, exactly. yes, uh, you guys hitting on the point, you just need some a little bit of uh, tuning up here and there from somebody who don't live right. through all those things. And you're right. absolutely right. You don't want to be, a, you know, if uh, you got somebody that's elected, if you're following the same political party, I don't give a damn what anybody say. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something mm-hmm. else to think about white supremacy. White supremacy ain't what people think it is. White supremacy is when you look at certain industries, offshore oil well drilling, equity financing, mm-hmm. Leverage and buyouts, boycotts and sanctions. Mm-hmm. The face behind it normally is white. But guess what? You yeah. can compete against them and take pieces of their pie to form yours. The Asians done that in New York, in Manhattan, in the uh, garment industry. They took it from the uh, Jews of all people. Look at shipbuilding. Is the United States white? The major shipbuilders in the world today? Hell no. They used to be, but they are no longer. You got you got South Korea and you got Asian companies, especially uh, China. They're the major shipbuilders in the world. They weren't like that all the time. Matter of fact, mm. about 40 years ago, maybe 50, South Korea's average household income was less than $300 a year, less than Ghana, West Africa. Look at them today. So, mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah, but it's true. Yeah, I'm still here. I just, you know, okay. thought maybe somebody would want to comment. But I want to take up all your time. I just want to add that. But no, okay. stuff, you know, a funny thing. People come to black and say, get registered and vote. Well, then the blacks say, well, I ain't got nothing in the game. Man, come on, get registered. All right, I'm registered. Then they want to tell you how to vote. Is that not a slap right. in the face? Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, man. They just, right. they just use us for their for their con game, man. But I, I appreciate they do. the call, Mr. Tiante. All right. All right. We got another call. Let's call the 323. I'm bringing you on. Yeah, call Hello? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hey, what's going on, fam? This is this is Mugabe. Oh, what's up, Mugabe? <laughs> how you doing, family? I'm doing all right, man. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. Uh, I, I wanted to tap in on this conversation, man. Uh, and I, I think there's a, um, I think there's a. Uh, I think there's a a couple things that need to be understood amongst our people 
Okay. One of the first things that we need to kind of like fully understand is that politics at the the federal level, we have been split among gender lines. Most of our mm-hmm. women are liberals. Most of our men are conservatives, so to speak. Right. We don't vote along those party lines, but ideologically, most of our women are liberals. They 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 follow the liberal agenda. What the liberals say is what they follow it. Most of us as black men, we follow more of a conservative agenda. That doesn't mean we are quote unquote partisan conservatives. That doesn't mean that they are quote unquote partisan liberals, but we we tend to lean that way. And we're the only people that are divided that way. Most other people have a unified house. You dig what I'm saying? And case right. in point is the election of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, mm-hmm. uh, white women didn't give a doggone about liberal politics when it came to voting in Donald Trump. They said, we're right. voting in the person that has our collective best interest at heart, and that best interest meant to be a conservative agenda. So what we have to understand is we can't, in the political arena, it's not about whether or not we're voting Democrat or voting Republican. It's not about having a a a a, a, a candidate that 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 tells us certain things and and feeds us gives us hope or 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 uh, sells us a certain dream. If we're not funding certain initiatives, if we're not saying okay, we're going to put our money behind getting ABC one two three done. This is what we want as black people. And if you want our vote, we've got X amount of dollars to get this thing done. And if you want our vote. Make it happen. If we're not willing to do that, what we what we do is we we think that oh we're just going to vote and that person is going to try to look out for our best interest. That's not that's not reasonable. That's not tangible right. and that's not realistic. We we have to start having demands and we have to start financing our demands. What do we want as a people? What is it that we mm. want to see change? What is it that we want? Uh, uh, our elected officials to do for us at the presidential at the presidential level at the federal level excuse me i see people on social media making uh uh, uh ridiculous memes about they they say something about uh x amount of dollars for the wall in flint mm-hmm. michigan still has dirty water well flint michigan still has dirty water in in my humble opinion, from my humble research, is because the people of Michigan are not getting at their governor first. They should mm-hmm. be calling for the governor's head first. The governor should be on the auction block damn near. The governor should be, his neck should be in the guillotine first. And then once that is taken care of, then you go to the federal level. Like a lot of us, we don't understand politics. We just we look at a situation and we think that, oh, uh, 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 I got a pothole. Uh, the president is wrong for that. We don't want to, <laughs> you dig what I mean? We, we're not, right. 
we're not politically savvy enough to understand that there's certain protocol. And if we, even if it's, even if it's, even if it's just in, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Even if, even if it's just a dog and pony show, we have to give certain elected officials the opportunity to, 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 uh, 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 fix our grievances before we go to the next level. So, okay, if we got a problem with something that's going on at the city level, you know, give your give your mayor the opportunity to, to fix that grievance. It, and then from there, right. if your mayor doesn't fix the grievance, then take it to the next step, which would be would be your governor. And then from there, take it to to the president. But we don't understand the proper protocol of these things. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna because uh, you know I I can get long winded about about that type of stuff. But as as far as us as a people. We have to learn how to play the game. The game is not just sending a candidate out there to advocate for you. The, the game is to buy your candidate, tell your candidate what your agenda is, and send your candidate out there to propagate for your agenda. If not, like you said, what what did they call Obama? They called him the first gay president. Why? Because the yeah. homosexual community, the L, the the alphabet community, they they put money behind their agenda. You know what I mean? That right. that's what they did. The 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 uh, the alt right community is putting money behind uh, 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 Mr. Trump. They're putting money behind that man. We're simply we're sitting up here thinking that oh we voted for we voted for Mary so that he should do whatever we say he should. No, that's not how it works. Right. If you're not funding right. your candidate, your candidate is not obligated to to represent you. And I just wanted to I just wanted to say that and let people understand if we're going to play the game, we have to play the game the way it's designed to be played. The, the the game is designed to be you buy your politician to get your agenda funded, and it's just that simple. Right. Yeah, you, 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 that's absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's one thing they'd be like, well, you know, we voted for Obama, but you didn't fund Obama. See, it's, and, and that's mm-hmm. why you know you have these individuals where say, they'll say things like, well, voting doesn't matter. Uh, voting alone doesn't matter. Like it has it has to be a part of a multi pronged strategy. You know what I'm saying? And part of that exactly. strategy is funding your is funding your candidates, getting them in getting them in position <laughs> to advocate for your specific policies for your specific group. And you're and you're right. That's the way the game is designed to be played. I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Tianchi just 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 mentioned it when he talked about the lobbyists. You know what I'm saying? Like the, uh, they have lobbyists set up to lobby for specific groups. Um, you know, concerns and what those groups want. So that's the way the Absolutely. game. That's the way the game is meant to be set up. And it's like it's like we don't understand that we expect we expect somebody to do something for us because they're black or because we voted them in. No, it's more than that. Money talks. Bullshit run the marathon. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. Like that's that's just the way it is. But but let me ask you this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, switch gears a little bit. Um. Uh, Mugabe, because I know I, I I I know you probably have a lot to say about this. Let's talk about Jesse Smollett and <laughs> the fact that his uh, his apparent attack was a hoax. I called it from the beginning. You called it from the beginning, and a lot of these liberal-minded sisters were were buying into it. And 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 this is the thing. I was like, okay, if 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 by Jesse Smollett's own admission. 
he was attacked by two white males and 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 make black and make America great again hats. How have straight black men become the targets of the criticism and of the vitriol from that? Because like all you saw on social media, you know, the root and all these other publications was black and straight black men silence on this on Jesse Smollett's attack. You see what I'm saying? So what what are some of your thoughts on it, Mugabe? I know you have something to say about it. What I'm about to say, this is a useless disclaimer, but I have to put it out there first. What I'm about to say does not pertain to all. It, I'm not speaking about uh, every black woman. I'm simply speaking about a vocal consensus, a vocal group. I'm not going to even say that the vocal majority or the vocal minority. I'm just going to say there's a loud vocal group. There is a contingent amongst our women that are for politically correctness aside, there's women in our community that are fag hags, period. They they have they have they have a a homosexual friendly agenda on every level of their being. They have they don't realize it, but they embrace, advocate, propagate, and gravitate toward anything that is emasculating toward black men or anything mm. that's in that nature. So right. when this guy came around and said that he was beat up on by some MAGA folks, they were mm. highly upset that straight black men didn't come to his rescue as if he is part of our bigger agenda which he is not period he is not him being him being a black man okay we got you your 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 sexual preference we don't got you we don't have to accept you for your 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 sexual preference it just it just and just as a uh, let's say if someone was a heroin addict if 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 some if for example, I'm gonna use you and Mary. I'm sorry, brother. If you were a heroin addict, I don't, I don't like you because you're a heroin addict. I'm not gonna respect you because you're a heroin addict and have that type of addiction. But I'm gonna respect you as being a black person. So we don't have to. They wanted us to 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 run to this dude's defense when 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 he the his story has so many holes in it off the dribble, so they say. Right. And and it, it, I don't even want to talk about him because w- w- that was a that was a slap in the face to us as a people. Like, why do you want that type of attention? Why do you want to draw that type of attention, Mister Jesse? Why is that even mm-hmm. part of your character to even put yourself out there like that? With all the things going on out there in the world, you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to draw attention. And I honestly, in my heart of heart, in my mind of minds, I think that it was orchestrated by uh, uh, um, what's the, what's the, the producer of the show, the uh, Lee Daniels. I think it was orchestrated by him. 
I, I, I'm, I'm almost sure it was because there's, there's too many, there's too much drama associated with that boy's story. You dig what I'm saying? You, you know, and right. then it turned out for it to be turned out that it'd be a, a complete hoax. But, but you notice how our sisters gravitated toward that. Our sisters was like, right. oh my goodness. Oh, look, and, and brothers mm-hmm. instantly, the, the straight black male community, we was like, man, this is some bullshit. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. getting into that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> we, we throw it off the dribble. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. We was like, come on, man. Nobody, ain't yeah. no way. But, but, but what I'm saying what? is our sisters. Yes, sir. Well, 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 not to cut you off. I'm, I'm going to be very brief. Part of that, too, was to also deflect attention away from from African Americans and our needs, and 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 uh, put the spotlight on the L- back on the LGBTQ thing too. It was to mm-hmm. deflect attention Absolutely. away from away from blackness and to you know this whole sexuality thing that they got going on too. Absolutely, it, it, it's it's. Uh, they even started talking about the, that lynching bill or whatever. Right. That kind of the, that whole community, and, and you know, I, I I have a respect for that community. You know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't disrespect them. I have members of my right. family that are part of that community that I that right. I love and respect. I can't so I can't mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm anti LBGTQ community, or I can't say that I'm completely anti that because I have members of my family that are part of that community, but what I'm saying is if as a collective that mm-hmm. by by definition that defin, that community makes up less than 5% of the American population I'm going to say that mm-hmm. again that community makes up less than 5% of the American population. Black folks, we make up approximately 14%. So who is the bigger concern? These people, these people, these people that are a small margin, within a small margin, are us as a collective. You dig what I'm saying? So we can't, we can't Mm -hmm. focus on this small group of people. Do you, if that's what you want to do, I ain't go. I ain't go tell you to do it. I ain't go tell you to not do it. But your your sexual orientation shouldn't be on the forefront of our politics. It shouldn't be on the forefront of our movement. We have huge things. And to segue into uh, the conversation about uh, uh, being being ADOS, this 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 is a this is a huge part of our being. You know what I mean? We are American descendants of slavery. We're not. We, we don't have another agenda. This is this is a this is a multi-partisan uh, 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 agenda. It, it doesn't care whether you're Democrat. It doesn't care if you're Republican. It doesn't care if you're gay. It doesn't care if you're straight. It doesn't care if you're Muslim. It doesn't care if you're Catholic. It doesn't care if you're Christian. It doesn't care if you're whatever your religion is. At the end of the day, we were we were. We are descendants of people that were enslaved, so we have to get our our house in order and start demanding what's rightfully ours from the powers that be, and and we can't be sidetracked by any other uh, uh, 
sidebar politics, whether it be gender politics, whether it be uh, sexual orientation politics, whether it be uh, 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 any type of other thing. We have to stay focused. We have to go hard in the paint and say this is what we want and, and galvanize ourselves as a people and say we want what's ours. We want what was due to our ancestors. And it's just that you couldn't give it to our ancestors that were emancipated mm. over 150 years ago, including the stuff that happened after slavery, including Jim Crow, including redlining, including all of the 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 the, the segregation, including mass incarceration, including crack cocaine, including uh, 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 defunding our schools, including if you can't if 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 we need to address these things to make us whole, because the biggest problem that's affecting the Afro American, and I use that term specifically. A-F-R-O, American, not to be confused with African-American. We are of African descent, not not direct African descent. We are Afro-Americans. We are the ADOS people in this country, and we need to be made whole, man. And I'll leave it at that. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, I I, I appreciate you calling me, Gab. You said a uh, you said you said a lot, brother. Well, let me ask you this. I'm I'm gonna ask you one more thing. Um, what do you think would be the best way for a reparations package to be meted out to to American descendants of slaves? Honestly, bro, that's that's the that's the huge question. I, they they call it the Chappelle effect. In literally, literally, the economists mm. call it the Chappelle effect. They say that. We might not be ready to get like checks given straight to us. Remember that episode of Dave Chappelle when, when yeah, the reparations thing with they, that's what they're literally literally, bro. The economists are calling it right. the Chappelle effect. They're like black folks might not be ready to get like a chunk of money in their hand because you know we're gonna give it right back to them. We're not ready. We're not. We're not right. set up. We're not set up mentally, uh, financially to uh, handle being uh, uh, inundated with or being a, a, a chunk of money. You get an average nigga on the street, excuse my language, you get an average nigga on the street, six figures, he going to figure out a way to owe somebody five figures within five months. You dig what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, it's like... that's just us right now we're we are we are conspicuous consumers you know and until we figure out a way to get that conspicuous consumption out of our system until we until we put our own uh uh systems in place to where our dollar can circulate amongst ourselves and you've heard me speak of this before we need to be we need to we need to develop some type of industry that we own and control that the american system or the global system can't live without until we do that we're going to be the consumers of this country so they can give they can give a nigga $100,000 tomorrow he he go figure out a way to spend it all and owe somebody some money so that's the first yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing we got to figure out we have to figure out how to get that conspicuous consumption uh 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 under control up out of our people yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, 
you said you said a mouthful, bro, brother, and um, I appreciate you know what you what you added to the conversation. So I'm gonna put you back in the queue. <laughs> All right, yes, sir. Enjoy your evening, brother. It's always a pleasure talking to you, fam. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we gotta get together again. <laughs> Absolutely. All yeah. right, one. Be safe, brother. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was the brother Mugabe. That's one of my good friends from Facebook. All right, uh, Chaos. I'm gonna be winding it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've been on for an hour and ten minutes. Just give give some of your give some of your thoughts on it. The floor is yours. I'm gonna give you the floor there to. You know, lay out some points and some anybody, things anybody you want to add to it, and we'll be wrapping up here. Ain't nobody else called? So, say that again? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else called? No, nah, nah, I don't see any more callers. Okay. You know, funny um, thing, I did um, we did talk about these two people that's running for office. Um, I'm not sure if you got a chance to listen to both the interviews, not the entire one from Ms. Harris, but a little bit of Cory Booker in regards to their take about the black plan and black agenda. Um, have you got a chance to listen to it? Wait, say that again? Listen to who? Have you got a chance to listen to Cory Booker on the Breakfast Club and Kamala? Well, well, I, yeah, I had listened, I had listened to some of it, like I heard when it happened, but I haven't mm-hmm. listened to it, um, I haven't listened to it today because I just wasn't going to have enough time to, to cut it and get the, and get the clips for the show, because like I said, I was doing some stuff around the house, so I didn't have enough time, so... Okay. You know, that's why I didn't really okay. worry about it. No, I mean, you know, it would be I mean, good we can to always really have, 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 it would have been good to have just some people here from out the the horse's mouth on their political agenda in regards to black people um, and people that can go back and find it. But the biggest thing is, um, even with the thing with the um, homosexual Jesse Smoltz, um, regards if it was real or fake, it's something that black people should not even waste their time and take attention to, especially when it comes to men. Black women always want black men to always pay attention and always look into homosexual faggot needs that have nothing to do with the fucking black community. The people that represent the LGBTQ don't represent black people as collective. They separate themselves from black people in its entirety. So I'm not sure why black women is giving this attention or they're paying attention to these tabloids, these no-good homosexual news outlets like The Root that's controlled by Hispanics willing that same ones that's trying to so-called replace black people. That's my story. And, you know, to sit there and feel and say, you know, why, and you know, it's like, isn't it ironic? Why would somebody write about straight black fucking black men? Like, do you have a problem if a black man is straight that he doesn't want to get fucking his ass? What's going on here, man? Right, but but see, this whole, that's all about, that's all about emasculating, you know, black men. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of these things have to do with the emasculation of the of the straight black male because the straight black male is probably the biggest threat to the current system that we have. You know what I'm saying? So there's constant there's this constant campaign to either render him either invisible and or ineffective. You know what I'm saying? And and for the most part they've been successful at doing that. And and so, like, even when we talk about black womanhood and what it is and what it represents, one of the main things that has come to quantify and qualify black womanhood is her ability to be resistant to the black male. This is what we mean when we talk about strength. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Strength within the context of black womanhood. It's her ability mm-hmm. to be resistant to the black male. Uh, whether we're mm-hmm. talking about her being submiss- submissive, whether we're talking about her being malleable, compliant, 
That is what we mm-hmm. are talking about. Because the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is that the strong and independent black woman is a myth, and it's not only is it a myth, it is, uh, you know, nothing more than than um, a caricature of black womanhood that was placed on black women by the dominant society, because it was the dominant society that defeminized the black woman. It was the dominant society that uh, that abused the black woman that that made her have to sin for herself in many in many instances. And so the truth is that there is no such thing as as a black woman being strong and independent because she's still dependent upon the system, and that system is a system of white male hegemonic values and ideas embodied in capitalist thought. See, mm-hmm. so even when you look at the feminist movement and all these different movements, these are still movements that are funded by who? They are funded by white males, the mm-hmm. white male power brokers, the white the white male oligarchs and plutocrats. Mm-hmm. See, so there is no such thing as being independent. So what are, what are we talking about when we when we talk about the strong independent black woman? We're talking about a woman who is independent from her man, from her it's male counterpart. They, 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 it's a myth. See? They they um. They raised up a lot of these sisters' heads and notice that these same women that they listen to, which is normally particularly European women, that you, have you noticed well, a lot of these women that even create so-called movements like feminists and, and without but their own man, the white man. Have you noticed that these black females that follow these same movements, have you noticed that these same women that you sit to follow or idolize, what you want to call it, are married to their own man for decades and decades while you don't got a man much as you can and keep a man. Have they really pieced two and two together? That these women that the idols worship are married to their own fucking man. Right. I'm sorry to say, black ladies, but you you are fall under the trap and still play this trap today and think there's some fucking benefit to it, you know what I'm saying? So you are not when we talk about that black man is an authority and you're actually an authority to tell what black man really what the fuck to do. Right. And anytime a black man is listening to you, you could tell right. Oh, he's been raised by another woman that tells him to be a simp, and raised their children to be simps. Now, most people don't want to hear it say they raised their children, but that's what the fuck you are because you're not raising your son to take dominance and to become an actual man or put him in dominant spaces. What is the outcome, the result of that boy? Right. You're in your care for over 18 years. You're creating the right. the, the very man that you don't want to. Well, actually, let me, let me address it. You create a man that you want to fuck with. I'm sorry. That's cold to say. You you create a man that you want to fuck with. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. You create this you create the man that you want to fuck with. That's why when they come all fucked up within the first fifteen years of their life, once they reach adult age and over the mid thirties, whatever you want to call it, that they sit there now, they're waiting for some royal black savior to come save their black ass. You know what I'm saying? That man that got this <laughs> shit together on You think a man's going to really tolerate right. your sick mentality, your baggage, your mental illness, your bullshit? Nah, nah. Mm. It, it, it probably it it probably was a, maybe affected 20 or more years ago. But today's man, nah, that ain't going to have it. You know what I'm saying? That man are doing good things and better things. And don't need no extra stress over some bullshit. Some drama, you know what I'm saying? Right. And think about it, not only that man, but the other man will probably entertain and give you some nice dick 
or a little dick, whatever you want to call it. But that's pretty much it. You're only there for just a, a you know, a fuck. Basically. Right. I don't know how to say yeah. Um, yeah, it's like they don't... Uh, like I'm going to ask you this. This is a very important question. I'm not sure if we're going to talk about this next time, the next broadcast. But what is your views in regards to people that have, let's say, European blood in them, or a, a person that wants to collect the same reparations that is, you know, in the bloodline of black people? You know, they're like mixed. Wait, so... You know Oh, that's mixed. I now, mean, what I mean by that? Because white people want to collect too. They, 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 what do you think about that? If they want to fall under this, I mean, if, I mean, if you're if you're if you're white, then no, you don't get anything. Period. Like you have enough. You know what I'm saying? Just being part <laughs> of the major of the of the majority group is 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 compensation enough for your existence in a, in American society. So no, absolutely not. Yeah, you know that's saying? yeah, first. Only black Absolutely you already not. got your Y'all not gonna do that old five dollar Indian the pretendian game. You're not gonna be doing that, man. Well, you know, you you literally white. Well on my mother's on my great 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 grandmother's side on Mont Abel, Aunt Mabel, you know, she was she she had she had a, a child with an African man, you know, no bit no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm saying not this time, man. Hell no. Yeah, Hell hey no. listen, man. Let me tell you something about about non black people. They'll do anything just to get that check. You know what I'm saying? They will fucking lie. You know? Hell, I'm going to tell you right now, if black people get what they want, I could see uptick of interracial swirling, which is already here already. But I could see it substantially mm-hmm. increase. Like, literally. Substantial. I, I could see some in Trail Park Caucasoids or, you know, low-level white non-blacks going to try getting it and try to say, let me go find me a nigga now. Fuck them. So once they, these niggas get these checks, I'm going to be eligible for this shit. You know what I'm saying? And which you're not gonna really get no check mm-hmm. because really one black and one white don't count it. And really, and really this is gonna make black people commit more to black people. I'm open. I hear some talk right. on other panels and other streams. Like some of them said that whatever they do money, they could still fuck around with non black people. No nigga, that's not how it's gonna work if once the same has been really solidified. You're gonna pick mm-hmm. either Jaquica or Becky. Jaquica yeah. or Becky. They're not going to give you a black ass no fucking money and don't say you fucking non-black people. You know what I'm saying? Same for you, good, um, mm-hmm. Nika. You can't take Bob and say that you get some little check. Nope. You're going to leave Billy Bob alone. You know what I'm saying? You're going to take Tyrone or some shit. And I, I think it's going to be, as, as time progresses, it's going to be solidified what, how the package is going to go. But it's going to come to a point where, you know, if it, everything is in crime, where it's for people that this one. Right. Hold Just on, Michael. Like, uh, I'm on. I'm on air. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. It, 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 it's going to be more solidified to people that could trace their lineage. You know, what I'm saying more as a slave. You know, I'm on easy, the air, okay? baby. Right. You're right. Open the door. For yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and cut it here. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's um, go solidify more there. But that—that's one of the questions yeah. I had to throw out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, you know, I'm about to I'm about to cut it now. We got we got ten minutes left, but you know, I'm 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 real sore. You know, I was in that accident and uh, mm-hmm. my neck and my back sore as sore as I don't know what sore and very stiff. We be actually mm-hmm. going to the going to the doctor in the morning. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a pleasure, chaos. I appreciate all the callers, everybody who called in, offered their two cents. 
you know, their take on the situation, the ADOS movement, election 2020 and reparations. Uh, y'all know what it is, man. Make Black America great again or die trying. Yes. God bless you. It's all on next, next time. Thank you for listening to The Great Liberator, hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Until next time.